Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 103. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, February 13th, 2020. Visit pixelswim.com for all of these show notes and social links. If you want to follow along or leave any feedback, it's always appreciated. Again, that's at pixelswim.com. So with all that out of the way, let's dive into the show. Starting with the feedback from episode 102. Uh, We'll start with the feedback on MeWe. First of all, thank you to Frank Needhart, who left some feedback uh, of a clapping picture of Picard, uh, because I got the Galaxy S10e, which is a a device that uh, Frank has, I think, prior to the last episode had it a few times i see that he did purchase it again (laughs) so it's one of those devices for frank but uh, he also says well done uh, with the snapdragon variant variant of the s10e you have a chance of using gcam if you want to so yeah that's definitely something i'll probably try out putting the google camera on there try and get that uh, pixel experience with the camera but for now, I'm just sticking with the regular one, but I'll probably dig into that uh, in a little in a little while. So it'll probably take a little a few weeks before I get into the nitty gritty of all that sort of thing. So thank you to Frank for reaching out about that. Uh, Simon Knob says, "Great show! Surprised that you went with the get with the Samsung S10e. Very interested to hear how you get on with it with it through the year. I haven't had a Samsung phone for years, but I am tempted by the specs of the new ones. Keep up the great work. So yeah, thank you, Simon, for that. I'll go into a little bit more explanation about that S10e in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, so thanks to Simon and Frank on MeWe. And then thanks to Mike Latori on Twitter, who after the last episode posted, because uh, I had mentioned in that episode that I was waiting for the Galaxy S10e uh, he posted the video to, or a link to the the video for Tom Petty's waiting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the waiting was the hardest part of uh, getting the S10e, but uh, obviously saving a lot of money waiting for it to come from Swappa. So yeah, thanks Mike for that, and thanks to Kyle Helms who also reached out via DM on Twitter. And uh, I think that's it for all the feedback from episode 102. So again, head over to pixelswim.com if you want to leave any of your own. So yeah, on this episode, we will be talking about where my sim, where's my sim? Uh, No uh, intro or theme song for that. But uh, basically, the only part of the episode that I kind of have mapped out here is uh, where's my sim? And obviously, it's in the Galaxy S10e. So I'm going to going to be going over all of my first impressions of the Galaxy S10e. And uh, yeah, that's it, though. That's all I'll be talking about. So who who knows <laughs> how much rambling I'll do. But uh, again, I always say this up top, you know, I never know how long the episode's going to be at this point in the show. So enjoy the rest of it. So let's dig in or dive in to where's my sim. Uh, again, I, I said, <laughs> as I've said already, it's in the Galaxy S10e. I did purchase it from Swappa for $365, and uh, obviously that's a pretty good deal. It's, it was a mint condition, I got it in. Uh, everything looks great on it. So uh, just a few more reasons kind of why I decided to go with the Galaxy S10e to kind of address uh, Simon uh, Knobs a little bit here, just because uh, it was a little bit of a surprise and kind of out of nowhere, because this really wasn't on any of my lists um, when looking into devices. Uh, anytime recently. I mean, I've looked at it before and said I was interested in it in the past, but uh, 
decided to kind of go for it. But uh, yeah, the one of the big things is is that it does have a Snapdragon 855 processor, so it's got a very up-to-date processor. Uh, I know there's new ones, you know, there's a new Snapdragon coming out now, but uh, it's very uh, modern processor. But along with that, the, the, the headphone jack is part of the reason why I wanted to uh, try out this Samsung device, because those are pretty much disappearing now on Samsung devices. So this is one of the the uh, features on there that I wanted to keep, if possible, going into the future. And so the other obvious reason why, I, and I mentioned this a bunch of times, is the size of the phone. It's a, you know, it's it's a smaller phone, uh, one of the smaller phones in today's market. You know, uh, comparatively, uh, not you know compared to phones that I've had, you know, years ago in the past and stuff like that. But all things considered, it is a very good size, and the screen is still pretty big uh, considering the size of it. So, and then the other thing about this S10e is the camera setup on the back so uh, not only is it uh, a, supposed to be a very good camera uh, it comes with the the regular lens and the ultra wide lens and uh, I, I knew that it compared to everything that I have on hand right now the camera was probably going to run circles around most of the devices so those are just a few reasons the headphone jack the size and the camera on uh, the the processor, you know, and the the specs of it, because it does have six gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes of internal storage, and it you know it's just all around a very good device, very solid, you know, it takes a lot of boxes uh, in my court, so <laughs> you know more so compared to some other devices, so. Yeah, just a little bit more explanation there. But uh, let's get into my impressions of this uh, Samsung Galaxy S10e. Obviously, it's part of the Galaxy S10 line, the smallest version of it. Uh, they packed everything in their compact version, which I see that they didn't release a compact version this year, unless I missed the fact that the cheapest one of the S20 line is uh, smaller, you know, or on the smaller size. But either way... I got this in last Thursday. Uh, I recorded the episode last week on Wednesday, so I had the Thursday to kind of spend. So I basically, I've spent the entire week with the S10e, and I have been very, very impressed with it. Uh, it's. I'll just put this out there uh, right now up, up top here in my notes. Uh, I think I put it later in the notes, but essentially it feels like a true upgrade from the LG G6, which obviously I used for a year. So this is, uh, this S10e kind of, not that it reminds me of it so much, uh, but in a lot of ways it kind of does just because of the, the setup of everything. But uh, it actually has a lot of the same things, obviously, but it just, all of them are done <laughs> much better. So, and uh, let's just go through uh, some of the, the things that I've experienced with this S10e so far. So uh, one of the biggest things was that out of the box, it had a, well, out of the box, it was didn't come with the box, but uh, out of the uh, the packaging, it came with uh, Android 9 and One UI 1, uh, version 1, I think it was. And so basically went through a few updates, uh, one huge one to bring it to Android 10 with One UI 2. Uh, then after that update ran, it uh, ran the January security update, and then actually yesterday, the February security update came through. And so, yeah, this obviously bang up to date on all of the latest Samsung Android 
uh, goodness, uh, which to me has never really been too much of an issue. I'm never really worried too much about security updates. It's just you're kind of, uh, you know, you're covered, though. It's good to know you're covered at the very least, uh, even if I'm not too concerned about getting all of the uh, the latest and greatest in Android. I just want the phone to run well and to, you, you know, the software to utilize the hardware well. And that's all I'm really concerned about, I think. So, yeah, like I mentioned, it's it's overall so far has felt like a really good upgrade from the LG G6. Uh, the hole punch in the corner, uh, the hole punch camera on the front of the screen in the upper right corner, uh, honestly, that's probably the best case scenario if you're going to be cutting things out of a screen <laughs> for cameras and other uh, tech and hardware, because I really haven't noticed it at all. Um, it, it, the only thing that's a little bit strange is when it's, you know, you're you're in a darker air room or whatever, basically you can't see the, the screen. Uh, you're looking at the battery and, and all of the other indicators are shifted just a little bit to the left, but only because it looks weird because you can't see the camera module <laughs> and so it looks wrong uh, when you're in a completely dark room uh, especially because it is an AMOLED display and so there's no like backlighting you know around that that camera cutout so it you know just looks like everything's kind of shifted over a little bit and this is that's super nitpicky it's not even really that it's not even an issue but uh just something that i noticed you know these are all my my impressions the things that i've been noticing over the last week uh and speaking of the screen it is really nice uh probably the first amoled display that i've had in a long time that I have been super impressed with. I was impressed with these uh, Samsung phones when I had hands on with them at the local Best Buy. Uh, so in person and using it for a while, it's, the screen is just very, very good. One of the other things that I really noticed as well is that my cell service is the best that it has ever been. <laughs> so now I don't think it's necessarily because this has a extra bands or anything like that uh, or the extra band uh, 71 here in the US which is T-Mobile's uh, 600 megahertz band which basically they're expanding out I don't think that that they, they have that service here in my area but either way uh, usually sitting at my desk here during the day when I'm working uh, I have sometimes dropouts with the signal on other devices, but this one actually holds a very strong signal and, and getting 4G, 4G LTE sitting at my desk, and I, that's been very, very usable and hasn't really had any hiccups. Uh, just overall, the signal strength has held very well, and it's a quick, quick connection to the network, you know, very good so far. I'm very impressed with the the quality of the the cellular service that I've been getting on it. And this is the T-Mobile variant, and so that uh, maybe plays a little bit of a role uh, as far as you know how well it connects to the network. But uh, yeah, overall very good, very happy with that. That was kind of one of my biggest concerns because really that could be a deal breaker for me. If it wouldn't matter how good the phone is, if I can't get good service uh, on it or you know has consistent dropouts or you know just anything like that where it's just not very good not very strong connection uh, it's gonna deter me from the phone very quickly uh, just because you know I still use it as a communication device I still make phone calls you know uh, even though a lot of people don't these days I still do for work and uh, in per my personal life I still make a lot of phone calls so 
it's very important that it has a very good and steady and stable connection. And this uh, S10e really, really does. So uh, the speakers on it are very good. It's kind of got that faux stereo setup, as they say on PSC, uh, where it comes out of the bottom speaker, which has like all of the fidelity. And then it com also comes out of the earpiece a little bit, which kind of has the high-end stuff uh, frequencies. So, uh, yeah, but it sounds really good. Uh, it's not the greatest, honestly, that I've ever heard, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely very good, and I'm not uh, complaining at all about the speakers. Very good. They get very loud uh, during a speaker phone call. You can, uh, it does use both speakers, uh, which is not always a given in the past with Android phones that have stereo speakers. Uh, sometimes uh, on a speaker phone call would only use one speaker. I know on the, I think it was the Moto X style or the Moto, like, Moto X Pure Edition. I don't, I wanted that one <laughs> with the uh, stereo speakers. It only came out of the bottom speaker, uh, the, the speaker phone calls. But this one, very good on speaker phone calls as well, which, which paired with that uh, good cell service makes for a really good experience with it so far. So uh, the battery is actually pretty good on it. Uh, it is a 3100 milliamp hour battery. Uh, which isn't the biggest in the world. I'm not too concerned about that. The standby time, though, is very good on it. So I've noticed uh, leaving it, you know, leaving it sitting for hours at a time, I'm not worried about it draining very much. Uh, and I also did set up my Qi wireless charger again on my desk here uh, for when I'm working. So I can just leave it on there, topped up all day. So at the end of the day, you know, I pull it off at 100% and, uh, you know, good to go for the rest of the night. I don't, don't really have to worry about much can, you know, hammer, hammer the phone with, you know, web browsing and, and, and things like that at the end of the day and using the Roku app and stuff like that and not have to worry about the battery really too much. Um, the one thing about Qi charging and, uh, I, you know, I'm trying not to compare this too much to the LG G6, but that's kind of where I'm coming from. So it's just, you know, small comparisons here and there, uh, with Qi charging, I noticed that the S10e is way more responsive to Qi charging than the than the, the LG G6 was. And essentially what I mean is uh, when I would set the LG G6 on the Qi charger, and I have an Anchor Qi charger, it's a, a quick charge one, and uh, I would set the G6 on it and it would take a few seconds uh, to kind of register and start charging, um, and as well as when it was pulled off of the, the charger. Uh, it would take a second to kind of register it wasn't charging anymore. So uh, not the most seamless or fast experience, but on this S10e, it's uh, basically instantaneous. And for me, that's, that's a new experience. I'm not used to how quickly everything happens uh, on this S10e. And then just a quick note about those. The, the, the cellular service again, the signal on the, I know on the G6 when I would be on Wi-Fi and I would switch back over or turn off Wi-Fi and it would switch back into uh, cellular data. It would actually take a few seconds and kind of have to figure things out again to get back on the, the data on the network. Uh, that again is another thing that happens almost basically instantaneously on this. Uh, S10e is when I turn off the Wi-Fi, the, you can see the 4G LTE is immediately kicks back on and is ready to go. Uh, so there's no lag or, or latency in between uh, turning off the Wi-Fi. And also the messaging app on in Samsung software, I find it actually be very good. Now this is something I've been using uh, Textra 
for a long time for years now uh, as my main messaging app because I most of the phones that I've been that I have used up until this point have been uh, not the fastest devices in the world and so uh, using Android messages or Google messages I don't know what it's called but the official Google messaging app for SMS and MMS uh, has not been a good experience uh, on the devices that I've had so far it's very laggy uh, the interface lags quite a bit uh, you know, with uh, tap interactions and, and animations and stuff like that. It's just not a very fun experience. But uh, Textra has always been very, very fast. Uh, it, unnoticeable, uh, the difference on every single device that I've ever had. Texture has always worked fast and flawlessly. So uh, this time I decided to start off with the pre-installed Samsung messaging app, the SMS MMS app. And uh, I've been using it, and I haven't even thought about <laughs> going into Textra again, uh, or for now. Uh, I've just been enjoying it so far. Now, I know not a lot of people outside of the U.S. might use MMS for things, uh, for sending pictures and stuff like that to people. But uh, it's kind of my main method of sending pictures to people, kind of the main multimedia, you know, chat service <laughs> that I think most of the U.S. is still you know, doing that. Uh, and the way that uh, the Samsung Messages app handles the, those MMS pictures uh, is very good. Uh, I've Up until this point, I've had quite a bit of issues trying to get pictures to send through consistently and quickly um, and basically watching it load <laughs> up to the, you know, because it, it all runs on the network uh, that you're on. And so, uh, you have to upload it to the network and uh, not using any sort of, well, I mean, you're using data, but uh, you have to, I would have to wait quite often for pictures to kind of upload and go through and be delivered. And uh, the Samsung app, obviously it, it compresses it down. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Textra has the option to, you know, to resize images before you send them. But uh, out of the box, the Samsung messaging app uh, does compress the pictures before sending them and uh, basically is very efficient at sending these pictures. Uh, and it's been very, it's just been a lot better of an experience, a lot more seamless. Uh, I've had a lot of issues in the past with MMS. So I was happy to, to stick with that, the messaging app for now. And I can see that there's chat options in there. I think this is potentially where that RCS stuff comes in. I do have a family member who is, also has a Samsung device, and they show up with a little indication bubble or an indication light, whatever you want to call it, a little little uh, circle on their 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 contact image in the messaging app, basically kind of indicating that they also are using Samsung messages, and probably I'm guessing that makes it more of an instant messaging sort of experience with that person. Um, kind of I'm guessing how the iMessage works, you know, green bubbles and blue bubbles, etc. So uh, I think that that's kind of what that's for, and, and then that I think that's going to work uh, well in the future, and I'll mention why in, uh, in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, so the messaging app's very good. Uh, the camera, what I've done with it so far, has been very good. Uh, it is a huge upgrade from the LG G6. Uh, like I said, it's kind of got that similar setup uh, on it. Uh, the night mode and just the low light pictures on this thing blow the LG G6 out of the water as far as getting detail in low light. Uh, it's it's not even a, a contest. Uh, I did 
the even the front camera is very good at that. Uh, I did go see my my niece Azure. Uh, she had her sixth grade basketball game, a sixth grade basketball game, and so I went to see her. And then after the game, we did we were outside, and, and it was nighttime. You know, just some lights on the side of the school building, barely any light around, and did uh, a selfie with her and she the picture came out amazing it was and this was the front camera so uh very good and i've, I've done a you know very limited testing with the night mode and all that stuff but from what i've seen so far uh very very impressed and very happy with that uh the video recording is extremely steady <laughs> this is a, another thing that the g6 did really well but uh this phone does much better uh i you know it's very obvious uh the steadiness when you're filming um, and I you know it, it, it just does a really good job with it uh, which I'm very happy about and the wide-angle lens looks a lot better the pictures on the G6 were very good but this again all of these are just it to me this feels like a natural upgrade from the LG G6 but with all of this I do need to do more testing with the camera I haven't had a chance to get out much with it or do much with it uh, and actually today we got about about uh, about eight inches of snow so I'm not going outside anytime soon to do any sort of testing or going anywhere to, to take pictures or anything like that anytime soon so uh, more to come on the camera but overall very impressed uh, with the my first impressions of it uh, one UI uh, very impressed with one UI it is super well designed uh, this if you are <laughs> if you were ever deterred by Samsung in the past which I was uh, in the touch whiz days and all that stuff one UI is honestly very well refined uh, the white space the use of white space in it is very good uh, obviously they've made some very uh, good decisions as far as how you nav navigate the menu system and you know everything's put towards the bottom of the screen so you can you do it one handed etc etc um, and there's just a lot of it just looks good uh, it's a very clean uh, look you know there's like I said the use of white space the fact that you know everything isn't bumping into each other and you know there's not a million things staring at you on the screen uh, is very good and and with that said the software obviously Samsung comes with a lot of stuff a lot of options out of the box uh, and so a lot of this week has been me trying to figure out figure out what settings I want to change you know and going through all the settings and kind of learning about all the settings you know because I haven't uh, like Simon had mentioned in the feedback uh, I haven't had a Samsung phone in a long time the last one that I did have I believe well I had that uh, the Galaxy Soul 3 on hand here but I didn't really use that one the last one that I used as a daily phone was the uh, Galaxy Nexus I'm pretty sure that was the last time that I had a Samsung phone and that was obviously a pure Android experience at the time and so that's uh, that's kind of where I'm coming from and I've just kind of followed along with Samsung never really been drawn to them uh, very much uh, I think honestly the LG G6 kind of kicked me towards this a little bit because LG's software isn't really too dissimilar in, in what they're trying to accomplish with the extra features layered on top and their own apps and themes and, and stuff like that, uh, which kind of made me th rethink recently like, hey, Samsung might actually be doing this better. And honestly, in my opinion, I think Samsung is doing that I uh, the UI a lot better than than uh, LG is these days. Uh, obviously, I had in the G7 and the G8 as well to try out, but uh, the UI was a big sticking point for me because it just didn't uh, quite line up with my my aesthetic 
uh, tastes. But uh, either way, One UI, very happy with it. I didn't really have much uh, experience with the One UI version 1 because uh, it kind of updated uh, shortly after I got the device to One UI 2. But everything that I've seen so far is very good. Um, I think it's just going to get more and more refined. And I think Samsung has done a great job with it. Uh, my wife has the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6. Uh, so that's the the Samsung tablet, and I you know kind of saw it a little bit on there uh, as well, the One UI, and it you know I thought it looked good on there too. But obviously, unless you're digging into it day after day, especially setting it up as your own device, uh, you don't really get a good sense of it. But I feel like I've gotten a very good sense of all of the design language and all that, and and can definitely give a huge thumbs up to what Samsung has accomplished with that. I think it's uh. Very, very good uh, and very distinguishable for them without being annoying and ugly. So a very beautiful UI. Well done to Samsung on that. And I know a lot of people sing praises to Samsung uh, all over the Internet. All the reviewers love Samsung. Um, that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just trying to give you my impressions coming from, you know, obviously many versions of stock Android, many version or, you know, a few versions of LG software, uh, that sort of thing, I think coming into this it feels not not necessarily that it doesn't feel like android but it feels like a very uh it does feel like a fresh version of android so uh, one ui like i said big thumbs up to that uh there are still a few things that i'm getting used to or there's really the biggest thing that i'm still getting used to on this is the location of the power button slash fingerprint scanner uh now it's up it, and unlike the rest of the S10 line, it's not in the screen. Uh, it's not an in-screen scanner. It does have the uh, scanner as part of the power button in, on the side of the device, uh, up in the upper right side of the device. So, you know, setting up the fingerprint scanner was not an issue. Uh, it's, I don't think the placement of it is a bad place. It's just taken me a lot of time to get used to it because it's it is in a little bit of a different place than I've ever had a fingerprint scanner. Uh, so, you know, kind of getting through, uh, getting that muscle memory down is, is has been a little bit of a struggle, uh, especially because my finger tends to go to it right away, which is a good thing, uh, except for when I'm just have my hand, you know, in my pocket or whatever. Uh, I feel like sometimes I have, I've been having a few accidental, you know, unlocks <laughs> of it, you know, uh, and so kind of turning the screen on in my pocket, that sort of thing. Uh, so it's just something that I got to get used to. I'm not, it's not really a deal breaker. It's extremely fast. The fingerprint sensor is very, very, very fast. Uh, and so, yeah, over the past week, I've been really, again, like I said, going through all the settings and, and changing things with the always on display, changing how everything works and even digging a little bit into Bixby, uh, which I know people aren't huge fans of. But honestly, I think I'm going to find myself using Bixby quite a bit. I do like to set reminders on my phone. And I know that's something you can do with Google Assistant. But since there's a dedicated Bixby button on the phone, and I know that that can be changed, and I actually did change some of the settings with that button, uh, you can press and hold it to, you know, shout out some commands to Bixby. And I think what I'm going to be using it mostly for is setting reminders in, in Samsung's reminder app, uh, which basically stays localized to the phone. I, it does sync to your Samsung account, but I don't have anything else that's Samsung, so I don't think it's going to pop up anywhere else for me, But which is fine because it, it's usually where I want it is on the device. And, you know, the, and 
looking a little bit more into Bixby routines as well uh, and trying to see if I can utilize those and, and see how that goes. So there's a lot to, to go through with these Samsung devices and I've tried not to let that be something that deterred me uh, during the week. Uh, I think I kind of mentioned it last time that I'm trying to just go into this with the mindset of this is my new phone. This is the phone for the next year. And quite honestly, it's very, it's become very easy to see it being that phone, uh, you know, maybe even longer, but we, you know, things change. But uh, yeah, so with that said, I mean, I'm sure at some point I will have to come up with a theme song <laughs> for the, uh, for the weekly report on this phone. Uh, because I think with all the settings and everything that I'm kind of going through right now, I think there's a lot to talk about with it. Uh, I think there's a lot of possibilities with it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of updates that are coming for it, you know, in the future still. There's a lot of things I could potentially be doing with it, uh, with the camera and, and for work and stuff like that. And just the overall experience of getting on with this, you know, uh, I think it's it's been a winner so far. Um, <laughs> there really hasn't been anything that's been disappointing about it. Uh, it's just really kind of trying to get used to how Samsung software works and, and how they put everything together, uh, their version of Android. So yeah, uh, with all of that said, uh, the phone has been very impressive to me. Uh, my wife came home, she's been gone most weeks uh, training for work, so she came home and uh, took a look at the phone as well. Uh, because the size of it is smaller, uh, she kind of thought it was actually pretty nice. You know, she used it for just a little bit, you know, had hands on with it for a little bit. And, um, you know, we started talking about the camera a little bit and, uh, she was, she's, she was asking about, you know, how good is the camera and, you know, how, you know, in darker situations and stuff like that, because her job has actually become more, uh, demanding of, of, you know, she has to take pictures more of certain things when she's, uh, on the job and so her company has a bring your own device policy and so she was she was kind of uh, lamenting the fact that her uh, Xperia XC1 compact uh, the camera on it wasn't uh, wasn't performing very well especially in lower light situations which she uh, has to take some pictures of certain things in lower light situations and so you know, I was kind of mentioning because I had tested out the low light stuff at, at that point as well uh, and was like, it's actually pretty good, you know, <laughs> like I think you would probably benefit from this. So a uh, long story short, we ended up ordering one for her as well. <laughs> so we've got, uh, I've already got it in. We have two S10Es in the house now and I'm getting the one set up for her uh, because it's really not that much bigger than the XZ1 Compact. Uh, it, it's, it's actually thinner uh, than the, the XZ1 Compact, which isn't saying much. Those, those phones are actually kind of, uh, you know, not known for being super thin. But uh, if you take a look at them kind of side by side, it kind of looks like somebody took a rolling pin to the XZ1 Compact and rolled out, uh, you know, just rolled it a little bit thinner and bigger. Uh, and that's the S10e. So I, I think for her, the the camera is going to be a huge upgrade. Uh, the fact that it has wide angle, I think she's going to be able to use that actually in the situations for her work uh, that she was talking about. Uh, I think it's going to be very beneficial. Uh, I just overall, I think it's going to be a, a better experience for her uh, with this S10e. Uh, I, you know, it's kind of one of those I've only had hands on with it 
with it for a week, you know, but uh, I know for sure that it is definitely uh, an overall upgrade from her XZ1 Compact. And she hasn't even had that thing that long. But, you know, when you start uh, getting out into the real world with your devices and, and, you know, you start getting into situations that uh, require different things, uh, you know, you start to think about the tools in your tool, in, in your toolbox, you know, and so why not upgrade hers to that? Uh, and so, yeah, we got that in. I'm getting it all set up for her. Uh, once she gets back this weekend, we will, you know, get everything transferred over and stuff like that and hopefully have her all set up on that. So so talking about that, uh, we will be selling her Sony Xperia XE1 Compact, uh, you know, to supplement a lot of that cost uh, of getting this new one. And so, yeah, so if anybody's interested out there, I'm not going to put this on Swappa yet. I think I'll wait a week after this episode comes out. And uh, before I put it on to Swappa, uh, to give every, anyone a chance out there that may want to try out this, uh, her Sony Xperia XE1 Compact, which is obviously a very kind of unique phone and not super widely available uh, from what I can find, you know, because I've shopped for it in the past, uh, at least here in the U.S., um, now it is a 32 gigabyte version, the XE1 Compact. It has SD card support. It's the silver or white version. Um, it's more silvery. Uh, it it doesn't have the stock stock firmware on it. Uh, Sony's stock firmware. Uh, if you've listened to the show in the past, I did kind of put a Frankenstein version of the U.S. and U.K. Uh, firmware on there to get the fingerprint sensor working because the U.S. firmware does not support the fingerprint sensor out of the box. But as of right now, uh, it is working uh, on U.S. carriers and it also, the fingerprint sensor is working. So uh, that's kind of where the firmware is now. But any uh, version, I'm pretty sure I, could, I would be able to flash any version of the G8441 firmware on it, which is the model number of this XZ1 Compact. So uh, if you want to, you know, do any research into that, if you're interested, and, and you know, I could e probably easily flash any of that on there. I'm pretty sure uh, that any of those uh, model number firmwares will work. Uh, but yeah, I'll be ready to sell it pretty soon. Like I said, I'll probably wait a week after this uh, show comes out to give anybody out there, any listeners first kind of grabs at it if they are interested, but uh, preferably in the U.S. But, um, you know, obviously if, it, if I have to ship it out of country, uh, you know, charge a little bit extra for that. Um, I kind of was thinking of putting it on Swappa for $250 uh, because it is... Uh, a still a reasonable price for the XE1 Compact on there. Um, obviously, it's, you know, one of the rare phones out there with the, you know, all the, the good specs and a tiny form factor. So uh, a lot of people still, uh, you know, will pay that for it. But if you reach out, only listeners, I'll probably go down to, to 200 for it. But uh, yeah, let me know any offers if you, anybody's interested. I mean, but potentially, you know, nobody cares and uh, I'll be putting it on swap in a week. But uh, just wanted to put that out there before I, you know, sold it off somewhere else. But uh, yeah, so the S10e craziness, uh, it's taken over my house. We are becoming a Samsung house. My wife has the tablet. I, I have, we both have the S10e now. Uh, and, you know, kind of, where we're at, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. And honestly, I'm not too uh, concerned about that because I, like I said, haven't really done the Samsung thing. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of just come to the point where it's like, hey, why not try it out right now? And uh, 
it's definitely worth it. Um, it has been so far. Uh, the, these devices are very good. Uh, not to say that I'm, you know, I'm hardcore Samsung now and forever. You know, it's just uh, these devices and the software that's on them is has been uh, very good to use so far, and I've been very, very impressed. Definitely can recommend it. <laughs> My uh, first impressions uh, give me the ability to at least recommend this device if you're looking for something that's uh, smaller with uh, very good specs. So yeah, that's uh, the S10e as of right now. Who knows, maybe next week there'll be a theme song for it for a weekly report, but uh, that's something that's gonna have to wait to be seen. All right, so let's wrap things up here on episode 103 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. If you wanna head over to pixelswim.com for the show notes and the social links and all the ways to get in contact and leave feedback are there. Uh, you, there's also show notes in your podcast app if you wanna, if you have a good podcast app and you wanna uh, click any of the links for the stuff I talked about today, which is basically the S10e. That's pretty much it. I think that'll be the only link in the show notes. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. As always, tune in next week for episode 103 or 104. I'm sorry, this is 103, uh, and we will probably be talking more about the Samsung Galaxy S10e. But uh, I'll try also to also pepper in some other technology stuff that I'm dealing with these days. Uh, uh, didn't really do much with the Boxo phones this week, which is why I wasn't in there. But uh, yeah, either way, thank you as always for tuning in. Have a great afternoon or evening or night, or day, or dusk, or dawn, or wherever the sun is when you're listening to this. So thanks again, and Godspeed.